0: Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. This is the only podcast that gives you a raw and unfiltered perspective of what it's really like to be a professional cheerleader. Whether you're currently on a pro team, an alumni, or really curious about what it takes to become a pro cheerleader, the Pro Cheerleading Podcast gives you all the inside scoop and hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and in depth interviews of current and former cheerleaders. I'm your host, Makiba. Join me every Wednesday as I reveal the truth behind the palms. Welcome, everyone, to the Pro True Living podcast for season 10. I have the amazing co-founders of The Cultivate Code, Sabrina Ellison and Amira Murad with us today. And they're going to talk all things The Cultivate Code and their upcoming program and so I'm really excited. It's freaking audition season already. I see teams posting audition information. So oh my goodness. it's perfect timing to talk through how you can be prepared and be show up as your best self. So thank you both for your time and welcome to welcome back, Sabrina and Amir. We've talked before, but I'm so excited yes. to have you officially excited to be here. Oh, thank you know, you. we love you. We love you. Yeah.
1: Everything that you stand mm-hmm. for, the information that you give. Um, you know, our industry, it's always, you know, ed- educational. Um, and it's a great, like, really like honest view into our our pro dance cheer world. So we thank, oh, you. thank you. And we are excited you. to talk about cultivate code. It's our little baby.
0: Um yes. and one it's
1: year old baby, right? Yeah, yeah. One year One old year.
0: <laughs> Can't believe Time it. Flies. Oh my goodness. Seriously. Well, let's go back in time a little bit to how this idea to start Cultivate Code came about and just even some background for those who don't know of how you two know each other. Yes so
2: Amir speaking here I danced with Golden State Warriors for seven seasons before that I danced for the Phoenix Suns for a year and then I coached for three years with um, Sabrina and so her and I have been stuck together for the past decade and we have the same kind of ethos and and mind frame around pro dance and our love and passion for it. And so I can kick off into kind of the, the start of the program is that during the pandemic events went away and my experiences in event marketing and the NBA kind of halted for a little bit of time. And so I called Sabrina and I was like, I need stuff to do. (laughs) Um, I can't just sit here. And so we devised a plan of my background in nutrition and fitness. And so creating the pro dance lifestyle course, um, it started as a pro dance lifestyle boot camp to help dancers realize that it's so much more than just dancing for you to be able to make it onto a team. And so that started and then did two rounds of a four week course. And then the girls were just like, we need to dance how can we dance? And so kind of figured out a way to bring dance them, but not infringe on programs that I've been part of, or just the dancing program that is such a through line of what I know and who I am. So then added in sidelines. And then towards the end of 2020, I was planning for my 10 year plan. And I was like, I can't do this without screen. So asked her to be my business partner and we relaunched what was on sideline school into Cultivate Code
0: and we are one year. This is great. I mean just the thinking of the journey, especially during the pandemic and people struggling for ways to get back to doing what they love and to be prepared and ready once green light came back for us to get back to dancing and being at games. So it was perfectly timed it sounds like to have this program develop. So talk through the success of the program over the past year, it looked like Lots of people of all ages and all walks of life that join the program. So tell us how it, the success of the program has gone so far.
1: I mean, I think that's what's been beautiful. It, it's not targeted to any age age range. It's targeted to like minded people who want to grow, right? Grow mm. in the the field of dance and performance. And I think that was what was really beautiful of just seeing the makeup of people that really wanted to like evolve. And that's really kind of our bread and butter. We want to work with people that are passionate about growing um, and then specifically in dance because that's our industry, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so um, it definitely was a great like opportunity for us to use a lot of the knowledge that we have from being dancers and also being coaches and directors in the industry and really be able to provide that knowledge to um, up-and-coming talent or even dancers that are on squads already that want to just, become better in their craft. Um, And really, because it was a pandemic, we literally threw everything into the first program, hearts and souls, and learned a lot. Learned a lot, grabbed a lot of feedback from the dancers that were part of the program. And, And just as we asked them to constantly grow, we also wanted to grow in what we were trying to provide them as tools and resources so that they are better equipped to go into the audition process. But most importantly, to be able to be part of a squad Um, and Mm -hmm. because it is, I mean, McKiby, you know, like you're working school full time, um, and you're balancing being a professional dancer. There's a lot that goes into it. And so being able to train these dancers and then seeing them go and be part of teams. Also, we're seeing on our squad, how successful that preparation on the front end makes it when they actually make a squad from the friendships and being open to the mindset of wanting to grow and not take it personally, but like knowing like, Oh, our coaches are on our side. They want us to, to grow just because we're getting constructive feedback. So it's been like a really positive thing for us too, because we are passionate about helping talent make that, that next generation is, is everything, right? We've all been through it. We've been through that magic. Why not share that magic with other people? And so it's been a beautiful journey and I'm so blessed that Amira brought me on. It is, yeah, I get a coach, but like, it is such a different side. And so very fulfilling to be working with talent that are eager because we've been in their shoes before we've been yeah. rejected before we've gotten that no with no plan. And that is like our focus going into what we wanted to do and where we're headed is giving dancers a plan to help them succeed.
0: Got you. I mean, because it looks like from the outside, I mean, I haven't taken all these different audition prep, uh, you know, programs that are out there, but you do kind of see a pattern of, you know, a focus on choreography and and routines that you'll learn over that period of time and what you're wearing and what maybe what you're eating and taking care of your body. But it's not necessarily like, at least it doesn't appear based on how it's marketed to be kind of like a step-by-step plan. It's um, specialized to you as a dancer of, of how you can actually improve and walk out of the other side of the program as a better performer. And so I'm definitely curious to hear how you guys structure the program, especially virtual. I don't know how anybody does it still. I can barely handle interviews <laughs> using Zoom. So um, just how you kind of structure the program in terms of content and and giving feedback to your dancers. Yeah, definitely. So
2: like Fran said, we really threw everything into what was unleashed last year, unleashing that inner dancer and like inner potential. And the cultivate code stands for confidence, open-mindedness, being open also to direct feedback and then um, execution. And so that had a through line throughout the entire program, but there's so much knowledge in our head from being on the audition side of things and going and being rejected and not knowing exactly what it takes to become a pro dancer. And then on the coaching side, the what it takes to actually make it onto a squad as a judge. And so we literally mm. just crafted this. We did a big, huge brain dump and we're like, okay, everyone gets to have this. And it it was a five month commitment for some dancers, but we also had a tier. And so they were able to come in where they were able to meet us. Um, and so we did also have a monthly opt-in program as well, just to be able okay. to cater to all dancers and where they are at the moment. And so now going into 2022, it will end up this year being broken out into three programs instead of just one big one everything. Big yeah, yeah, okay. because we are talking about professionalism and time management and nutrition and fitness, and then also how to learn better and how to clean better and how to perform. And so it was just, it was so much. The dancers that we worked with did find results and succeed. And I think we had a a mix of 50 dancers who worked with us in 2021 through Unleash. And we had about 15 to 20 dancers make it onto some sort of pro or semi-pro dance team. And so Mm -hmm. we know that there was success through the program but how can we be able to help as many dancers as possible to be able to make it onto their team and so the way that we're restructuring it is kind of tiered in that it can be a little bit more entry-level mid and more advanced that way you can go through the trajectory of your like where you're at instead of just being thrown into an all-inclusive here's what it is
1: type program. And and back it real quick is and what if you're not ready? So for us, it's about building confidence. It's about building confidence. And if you throw someone in a level that they're not prepared for, it's going to break them, right? And so, Absolutely. going in, our mindset going into this year is like, how can we help people build their confidence? Give them a dance vocabulary with musicality, learning, cleaning, all that stuff, and have them have a strong foundation first. And then they're able to move up and, and, but they're moving up where they're like, oh, I already have this knowledge. So I'm, I'm prepared for this versus like, they're jumping in and they're like, I barely even know how to jazz walk. You know what I mean? Or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. even, I'm trying to figure out eight counts and how to like understand choreography. I can't even deal with musicality. So it, it's taking a step back, providing them the tools that we're constantly talking about so then, when they're ready to be coached and mentored, they already have this background and they're confident because they they have knowledge of what the, what they need to do in that next step. That's
0: so important. Every time I think about audition prep programs, it stresses me out thinking of like all the different levels coming in and just how intimidating it is that when you walk into that situation and you might, you know, just at this level and everybody else is just so far advanced in terms of preparation. And so it can be, like you said, very defeating feeling. So having options where you can kind of assess what you need to work on first as a foundation to feel like you're on that path is, is really, is really important. I would imagine for, for everyone. And some people might be taking your program that aren't even looking at joining a team per se, but just want to be better too. So Catering to everybody with different options
1: is, is great. Yeah, we're really, really excited. It's been a growing experience for us as well. We're definitely getting input from current dancers and coaches like, we're, to make sure that what we're building out is going to be beneficial for mm-hmm. the masses. Because ultimately, yeah, you might make a pro team or you might not make one, but it's about helping dancers who want to grow in the art form period, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And if their passion is making a pro team, then, then we're all for it. Got it. So um, you also
0: have a series of workshops that you guys have been putting on. I know that one is wrapping or already just wrapped. Do you guys want to talk about just some of the other kind of maybe more drop in or what you have going on in, in that regard in terms of workshops if people aren't signing up for the full program? Yes. So we did
2: finish a Become the Performance Pro workshop. So we talked about facials, levels and power. So and we drilled down into like what that actually means. For a two eight count routine and it's actually in our facebook group so we can give you the link that you can still access it at any time and go through the recording of the classes um and we've created a a facebook community to help dancers have another way to connect with one another and be able to support each other too and so we encourage the dancers to throw their recordings in the facebook group because what better way to not only record yourself and watch back film like all athletes do, But also get feedback from your peers and we're also in there as well encouraging dancers giving them feedback and just another way to support them because as you mentioned zoom can be a little bit finicky and so we can see performance a lot clearer through a video recording on an iPhone than sometimes we can see in zoom. And so Mm -hmm. another level of just being able to show up for our dancers in our community. So we did the Become the Performance Pro Workshop and then what we're calling right now Learn Clean Set. It's going to be Learn Clean Set, Clean and Confident. And so that will be the program that we're starting 2022 with to kick off everything that we have coming forward this year.
0: Okay, can you say the program name again that
2: starts in February? Learn Clean Set, Clean and Confident. So our mm-hmm. signature process for how we run our programs for dance team is learn clean set. You learn a routine, you clean it, mm-hmm. and then you set it. So any given routine, when once it hits the NBA court, it gets about 10 hours. And I think that mm-hmm. dancers, they go and take dance classes, which are amazing, and they help, that helps them with, learning and being able to get a little bit more confidence in front of choreographers and and classes and being around their community but you you learn a routine and then you just like most of the time let it go away and you don't bring it back to the front of your brain whereas for NBA 41 home games not including pre and post season and so you're learning a ton of routines and so how can you learn those routines, and keep a through line to the performance aspect of it. And so we're giving dancers the opportunity to learn two routines, they clean two routines, and then at the end, they set it. Currently, they have an option of being virtual or in person. And so the in person, they're actually able to dance with their teammates, the TCC team, and we put them in formation, they're getting those formation changes, all things that are applicable to once you actually make it on the dance team that we feel like is not in the forefront because you don't get to do that with prep classes. You're, you're not doing that in dance classes. And so we brought our signature process to the masses, hopefully. Um, And then learn, clean, set, clean, and confident will be a similar structure as that. It will just be a little bit tweaked. We talk about the same things all the time, right? Hey, this is what a level is. This is what, your your cinnamon rolls are facing this is what your head tilt is and so we've had dancers who have been working with us for over a year now that they hear us say the same thing over and over and over again and so what learn clean Sight clean and confident is going to be is a self-paced self-study type course for six weeks there will be some feedback integration in there as well where they're getting live group classes with a coach but it's allows anyone to if they're in New York or we have a dancer who's in the French Polynesia like where how can she show up for herself but on her own time to be able to learn and grow and so it's a six-week course and then after that six-week course dancers who participate in the six-week program they'll be able to go back to the two cleanings and then the set after that. So I know I just threw a bunch at you, but that's kind of the revamp of what the program is going to be to make it uh, accessible and a little bit more comfortable for dancers if they've never been in the space before. Like they get everyone will be dancing from the same foundation once they come into the the live in person program afterwards.
1: Yeah, so that six week course is like your your building block and your foundation where we dive into the mindset of learning. What's the routine essence? How do you listen to music and pick apart the snares, the basis so that because it's different. Pro dance has changed. Pro dance has changed and we're aware of that change. Right. So how do we give these dancers the tools to succeed? So we're we're doing all that upfront work and understanding and knowledge so that when they go into after the six weeks, they go into being mentored by us. They have that confidence and that tool base of vocabulary mm-hmm. that they understand so that they feel good getting into that next layer that they're jumping into. Cause we were seeing that was the missing link, right? Because we've been yeah. doing it. And so um, yeah, really giving them the knowledge and the mindset of not just like learning routine, but what does that really mean? So that when you go into the clean, you learn it right. Right. Like you can be doing one move and it might be different in a jazz than it is in a novelty than it is in hard hitting hip hop versus you know, like a more smoother hip hop. So it's that mindset of like going in and learning it correctly. So then when you're cleaning with your team, it's easier. It's like building blocks. And then when you're setting, it's another building block. So providing them those tools ahead of time.
0: From having gone to the Golden State Warriors game on my birthday, I definitely (laughs) saw just the process of, um, you know, cleaning. And I know it's a little, it's the same, but with NFL, it's a little Different Because our moves aren't as, I would say, meticulous necessarily. I mean, everything's changed, like you said, pro dance has changed a lot, but just understanding what it means when you're running those routines over and over again and picking it apart to understand what cleaning really truly is, because I think people might have different understandings of what it means to clean a routine, but I think that's just going to be key because it'll train what you pay attention to in the learning process. If you kind of understand what cleaning is all about. So it makes total sense. Amen. And I can imagine that being just like a whole nother language. to people who are coming in and don't necessarily have that background.
1: And I do want it. Something I did pick up from listening to um, one of your shows was that I'm making sure is top of mind is we are very clean. Like that is our background that we're performance pop. But one thing that I had heard in one of your shows was about personality, and not Ooh. losing that, like some teams um, have like the, the nets, like some teams have that personality that also is part of mindset, not just because you need to step in with your team doesn't mean you lose your flavor. And so it's talking yeah. about that. Like, that's why we, with our performance workshop where we talked about facials, it, it it's talking about like, you already have a lot of stuff that's naturally built into who you are. You almost separate it in your mind because you're so focused on the eight counts. But You know what Mm. happiness and joy is, or hi, that's a cute guy or girl that I like. Like, you know how to be sassy, like bringing those normal emotions out of who you are and still stepping in as a teammate, but still being very, very true to who you are as well. So really kind of diving into all those intricacies is what we want to do. We want to do a deep dive to really help dancers understand who they are as a performer and dancer and how to also um, stand out. But also stand in with our teammates as well.
0: Yeah, and that's such. It seems like such a complex line. I do remember what you were talking about because you can't have everybody just doing their own. They won't look like a team. So it's just finding that balance of having a very clean routine, but just and maybe it's from within where people are, like you said, exuding who they are as a performer and letting that shine through, so that you're not just completely focus so much on the choreography or your execution of it that you're forgetting that you can bring that to the table without losing or sacrificing um, cleanliness, if you will. I think these are just, like you said, building blocks that I taking more time to dig into and allowing people to kind of really learn what that means. I mean, if you weren't on like maybe a college dance team, And you're coming to, which a lot of people for pros, I mean, they may have dance experience, obviously, but not necessarily team experience. might be just training, but not necessarily having experience being on professional teams. And so this is just really helpful content. And so I'm excited for people to be able to take the time that they need to really work on those fundamental building blocks that will help them thrive in in the program once they kind of go through to that next step in the in the program
2: right and I think like what sometimes dancers forget and some dancers just don't know like you don't know what you don't know and being on a pro dance team once you make it onto that team especially I feel like if you're going into NBA because it is such a more rigorous schedule you have to already be that professional and so you have to show up as the professional that knows as much as you possibly can so uh, as a dancer who's going to audition for you know the Knicks do you know exactly what you're getting into what their style is what their expectations are you have to do a lot of research prior to auditioning for the team and you have to show up with that research done and ready to execute once you make it onto that team because you have a group of veterans that could be a group of five or you have a group of 15 and it's either sink or swim sometimes because you get thrown in because of the nature of NBA it's it's a long year it's a long schedule you, you end and then you audition and then you start learning choreography for most teams. And so showing up as that professional athlete is so important to us. And so being able to give you the foundation of like, what is really truly expected of you once you make it onto that team and, and giving you the tool, like the tools in your tool belt to be able to actually feel confident and like, Hey, I know how to manage my time. I know how to treat my body well. So all I have, and I know how to learn and pick up choreography quickly. So all I can do is just like completely submerge myself into experiencing this amazing experience. Yeah,
0: Yeah. man, because I, that would be the worst is if you kind of go through like the audition prep process to, to a certain extent and you've, you know, you're lucky to make it through the auditions process. You make the team, but you still really aren't ready for the commitment and have that tidal wave come over you especially with an nba schedule where you yes you know how to like pick up choreography but you had no idea how quickly you'd be learning or that you'd be learning three routines in one day potentially you know just all of the things that can easily overwhelm someone once they're on the team so i i'm still in amazement as to how with an nba schedule especially like how Especially if you set those routines and knowing that there's going to be a different rotation of people each night for a particular routine, like how you keep it all straight. And so it just seems like really, really helpful information for people to envision themselves on a team and understanding what it means to to clean a routine, because I'm sure you guys do not have time to go back and do that all over again, just because it's a different makeup of people who are performing for the day.
1: Yeah. We want them to be successful once they make this squad and, and multiple Mm -hmm. because every coach uh, we talk, we'll be talking about that too in our lessons, like every coach is going to be different. Right. But if you have a strong base, you can walk into that situation and be open to whatever is going to be thrown at you because you've already kind of already had that mindset build up. And that's what we're seeing success within our own squad right now. Mm -hmm. You know, we have Mm -hmm. a very heavy rookie team, but it almost doesn't feel like it in some ways because a lot of them have come in with that mindset of understanding how to be professional, being moldable, being a teammate. And so that's what we want. We want these dancers to like jump into the space once they make it and not have, it's already stressful that you have to learn all these routines, but being able to enjoy it as well. You know? Yeah,
0: exactly. And can you guys just expand a little bit more in terms of that mindset? Um, Because I do think, A lot of focus and emphasis might be placed on just the physical execution of being a professional dancer, but what is your approach, I guess, to instilling confidence?
1: We want these dancers to know that they're unique. I know that's silly and I know people say that all the time, but really like making themselves look in the mirror, especially like I love when we do the in-person one too, or like look in that camera and look at your beauty. You have this ability to perform and dance and a body that can move and a desire to perform and as an artist, right? It's like picking apart and Amir has helped me a lot. This is like probably her bread and butter. She probably should talk more about it. But like, I think that's the beauty and the base of what we're trying to do is as dancers, we're so in our minds sometimes because we want to be perfect and we want to be like stand out and all that stuff. And you can still stand out and you still can be yourself. It's love of self, really. It's love of self so that you can, like you said, Makiba, like you can dance from within, you have to love yourself to be able to really show your cards and your beauty out to the world. And so I think that's mm. like the biggest step for us. And Amira jump in because she's been a beautiful mentor to me in that way, into that space of like taking a step back, taking time for yourself so you can be in tune with who you are. And then you can project that into the world. Okay. I'm going to throw it to Amira. <laughs> she's my guru. No,
2: I mean, the, the things that I've helped Sabrina with is just like, taking like self-care having a morning routine having a night routine taking care of your body again and I know I keep on saying this but like the athlete that you are I think having that nutrition background since I can remember at my studio we had like a nutritionist come in when I was maybe like 12 and I remember him talking about food and fueling your body and ever since then it's like. I knew that I was an athlete and that I needed to fuel my body like I was one. But I think that some people still view NBA and NFL dancers or pro dancers as like just a pretty girl who shows up and flips her hair around and is in a small outfit. And so dancers can adopt that identity because society says that that's who we are. Instead of Mm -hmm. I'm in an NBA setting, I have anywhere between three to seven days a week of my life taken over by my sport right? Just like any other athlete, I have practice and I have game days. And so shifting that mentality of like, how do I I take care of my body? Do I grab my phone the first second that I wake up and like scroll and do whatever and, and be reactive to everything that's getting thrown at me? Or do I take time to center myself, meditate or drink some water and move my body a little bit before I step into the role as a either student or professional, and then step into that dancer role as well. Because so many of these dancers, they either work full time or go to school full time or some combination of everything. And so these skills not only help you as showing up as a professional dancer, but also in everyday life, and you only have one life, it's just how do you Make everything like spread and fit into together in your one life that you have versus like compartmentalizing everything of like, okay, well, I need to take care of the dancer that I am. and then now I'm have my work hat on. It's your life, and it's all one thing. So how can you best serve yourself in every aspect of everything that you do? And I heard this on an Ed Milette podcast of how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so how you show up as that dancer, is how you show up as a friend, as a partner, as a employee. And so being that person that you know
0: that you can be through every single piece of your life. Mm -hmm. That's, I'm just thinking about, that's probably one of the hardest things to achieve because it's not so much a matter of like balance, but like you said, it's just a completely different approach versus like compartmentalizing, which I think is probably maybe the default for people is to, function that way I think I'm guilty of that but I'm thinking of it being a continuum of you being yourself and your best self and having that kind of touch every aspect of your life is just a different completely different way of looking at it and if you're taking care of yourself like you said it's self-love in terms of just being able to thrive in all the different roles that we play in our lives and it always starts with self I mean that's the crazy thing I'm going to have to chew on that, Amira, like, <laughs> because I'm a queen of compartmentalization. And I think especially when you're multitasking, that's what you think you need to do in order to be able to touch everything. Right. It's
1: self-love. I love what you just, it, it's, I know it was so cheesy. It's It's in the form of dance because that's what we're passionate about, but ultimately yeah. it's self-love and making people see them for who they are so they can show up as that best performer. They can show up confident. I love what Amir said. Like I used to be the same way, like, but it's like, okay, no, I have to wake up. If I want to feel healthy, I got to do healthy so that I feel confident in all my spaces. It's not one or the other. Right. And so I think if anything, I would say we're building the cultivate code on, on making people love themselves and pushing them because we want to work with people that have a growth mindset. That's the bread and butter for us. We want to help people genuinely do what they're passionate about. But also see them for the beauty that they are, and it's okay that we're imperfect. We're all imperfect. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Well, <laughs> no, I think
0: it's just exciting to have options, and I think it just depends on your mindset. I'm just putting myself in the shoes of people who are, you know, auditioning to be on teams or in this space, and you can, depending on your mindset, right? You can kind of go for a quick, easy fix of like, you know, what? I'm just going to do this program right here, and I'm going to take these classes with this choreographer or that choreographer, and you can kind of piecemeal some kind of preparation together. But if you take a deeper look inside of yourself to figure out how do you want to grow? Do you want to grow? Or do you kind of want to just work with what you got and figure out how to make it work onto a team? um, I think it's just something that's important for dancers to really, to think about is how do you want to grow And looking at audition prep as a way for you to grow as a person, first and foremost, that can actually help you in other areas of your life versus just this narrow mindset around just audition prep to make a team. I just think you have to kind of give some thought to thinking more broadly as to how you want to grow. It's growth mindset at the end of the day. You have to have an
2: open mind to, like Sabrina and I, Sabrina said, we work on ourselves all the time. We know that we're not perfect. We have different strengths. We have different things that we're both working on, but if we didn't do that, how could we expect the dancers who work with us to want to improve themselves and get better? And so if you have a growth mindset, you are in the right place, right? You have to want to invest in yourself and know that you are worthy of investing in yourself to grow, not only as a dancer, but as a human being. And so that is just like one of the most important pieces because we're tough. We are Sabrina's love and mushy, gushy and feelings. But at the end of the day, we have very high standards because we know that our dancers can do better. And we know that they can level up just 1% every single day. And so when they show up, we push them to be their best selves because we see it in them. And so they now are getting the tools in their toolbox to make themselves a little bit better. And, and like Sabrina said, like, everyone is perfectly great the way that they are, but everyone has something to work on. Even as a veteran, as a rookie, as a member on a team, you, every single person always has something more to work on. And if you can improve yourself 1% every single day in one year, you'll be 365% better than you were today. Right. And so just that small little piece of encouragement and and drive and pushing yourself to say, like, hey, you know what, I actually I know that I could have gone a little bit harder or I know that I could have actually done different facials this time because I just went with what was comfortable instead of actually performing. Right. Like instead of being on autopilot, the autopilot will then eventually become that elevated version of yourself as you go through this process.
1: And another thing, sorry, I want to, I as I'm listening to this, I'm excited. It's like, as you work on yourself, you stand out in an audition because there's this natural glow and confidence. No, you're not perfect, but you're working on yourself. So yeah. feel good. And then the judges feel that. Then you make a team and people want to be surrounded by that. Coaches want to see that. They want to be around that. That's what keeps you on teams. Like there's some dancers on, I'm like, you can stay on this team for a hundred years. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. they're always trying to improve, but their attitude is so positive with themselves, with their teammates, because they feel good about themselves. That's where it stems from, feeling good about yourself. And it does yeah. affect everybody else. It's a snowball effect.
0: You know what I love about this is it makes me think of, I mean, it benefits everybody, but I, I'm hearing all this conversation and it makes me think of veterans on teams Because you have your season, you know, NFL season is almost wrapping for people, just as an example. And, you know, you get through those week to week, you have your games, you get into a routine, you get comfortable, Um, even, you know, as a rookie, maybe not so much, but no matter what, at the end of the season, you feel like you have a good sense of what it takes to be on the team. You may or may not have been assessing your growth throughout that season, but it's that period between the end of the season, for sure, if you haven't been doing it all season long and auditions where you really should be pushing yourself the most to figure out how you can grow and show up better. And I think that gets lost sometimes. I mean, you definitely want your spot back, but you're not necessarily pushing yourself to that next level. And you should be at least looking for ways as to how you can show up an even better performer from what you were the year before. Because I think it's, it's just easy to get comfortable, especially year two, year three on a team. And I think The growth mindset is something that I hope resonates with people who are veterans in the space, because there's always room to grow. And you just don't want to be caught slipping, thinking, taking any of the experience for granted in terms of how you prepare, where you potentially lose your spot on the team. That, you know, it's not it's not ideal. Like Tom Brady,
2: he is the first person at the gym and he is most likely the last person to leave. And how long has he been in the NFL? It is the exact same thing because he is taking care of his body. But I always thought it was harder than going in as a rookie. Like you don't know, but you have to fight for that spot that you love and that you like, you know what you have to lose. Right. And so if you're going to show up as that same person as you showed up a year ago at auditions, how can you show up differently and how can you show the, the rookies coming in that, that on this team? we We want to be better, I as a veteran, I'm going to show up better every single time and push myself to to figure out how I can improve in any facets of the space, not just like I want to be a better dancer. I want to be a better teammate I want to be a better leader. I want to be a better physically fit athlete like those different things can evolve and be a building block to everything that you're doing
0: absolutely it's going to shape how you feel about yourself to Sabrina's point too where if you have put in some time to really do a, a deep dive on yourself and figuring out kind of just areas of improvement, opportunities for growth, and actually work through that in these next couple of months before auditions kick off. I feel like we don't even have that much time. They're starting to happen earlier and earlier, um, but <laughs> but I do encourage everyone to, to look at the Cultivate Code as an option, and I would love for you to share how people can get more information, sign up to, you know, join the Facebook group, et cetera, just how should they go about getting in touch and signing up?
2: Yes. So our Instagram has everything on there. It's at the Cultivate Code on Facebook. It's the Cultivate Code community. And then our website is cultivatecode.co everything I mean if you go to our Instagram you can kind of see what we're about
0: and yeah yeah. the testimonials and just the just the inspiring messages I find myself kind of like giving like pondering when you scroll and you hit one of your posts it's like oh that's something to think about and people commenting and sharing vulnerable things things that they want to work on great great Instagram account I have to say so plug for that definitely follow if you're not already
2: thank you We love it, obviously, so much.
0: Yeah,
2: we can talk about it all day long.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate you guys sharing. I think, you know, it's just helpful to have a conversation about what these programs offer. I think just for people who aren't really sure how to get the help that they need, just hearing, I think, what resonates with like, wow, this is something that I really would like to take into consideration for myself or I owe it to myself to just, you know, to push that extra mile and having the right coaches that you feel comfortable learning from and that you can understand where they're coming from and kind of what those values are. I just think it's just nice to be able to have a conversation about it. But I wanted to pivot if you guys are okay, because I think maybe it's just in the same thread of people just feeling comfortable. I mean, obviously, people know that you are both successful coaches in the NBA, but just to get a little inside look as to how well you two know each other as co-founders of the Cultivate Code, Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know why it dropped off my episodes, kind of doing the drop it like it's hot. But because there are two of you, I have a little remix of how well do you know your co-founder? Nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I keep in score. I'm nervous. Like,
2: oh, do I know anything? I'm like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully it's easy. If I've bombed with the okay. questions, then we'll just scrap it. But um, the first one would be middle name. So if you know oh each other's middle oh. name. I actually no
1: no okay so I, yeah, we'll that
2: question we'll that one out middle
1: name <laughs>
2: <laughs> Kathleen
1: oh so no
2: it I like I'm born seen. on St Patrick's Day and there's a little bit of Irish in me and so like, Kathleen no it, it is I don't even think you've ever said that out loud
1: to me I know no no, <laughs> no. what's your middle name it's Angeles so in the Filipino culture you take over yep. The maiden name of your mom, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well,
0: okay. <laughs> no, I see, now you guys know each other better. Failed okay.
1: one. We learned something.
0: <laughs> okay, so the next one is favorite dessert. Amira, what do you think Sabrina's mm. favorite dessert is? And vice mm. versa, I'm going to give you choices to narrow it down cookie, ice cream, cake, or pie.
1: Oh,
0: she likes pie.
2: Mm, I do at True Foods. At True Foods. True Foods. Mm-hmm. Okay they have yep. one pie yep sweet um
1: why isn't it a sweet potato it, it's pie? a squash or a squash pie or something like, I like I that I know it sounds it's disgusting way. but um uh, okay. it's, it's like it's so good um okay so Sabrina gets a
2: point Do you, can you guess Sabrina's favorite dessert I feel like it's ice cream
1: <sighs> no. what
2: is it I like creme brulee but that's
1: not coo- cookies. what was your selection cookie, ice, pudding, ice cream cake or pie Oh, then it would be ice cream out of that. Yep, one hundred percent. So I went on. I went for another another dessert. Like that wasn't an option. <laughs> okay,
0: just a warm up. So okay, we're even even here. Uh, favorite season of the year.
2: Mm. Um, oh my gosh, my brain just went to like favorite dance team season versus. <laughs> <laughs> I heard season, and I went straight to to like years.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, that's okay. Oh, favorite season of the year. For I, Wouldn't it be the first year of our championship, the parade? No, 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 no. Oh, First season. I know. Yes. Like, okay, actually, I'm I'm winter, winter summer, oh, spring, duh. fall.
2: But, but, okay, this is the thing is that both of our brains... Brains to, the team. Yeah.
1: Sorry. Yeah. Oops. See? Okay, yeah. there we go. We're like in that section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some, and I'm a terrible
0: game show host, clearly. No, but no, your no. favorite of... We- yeah. or what do you call it? Like weather
1: season of the year? I don't know. um Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why do I want to say winter for you? But I feel like I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I know. I yeah. Know.
2: No. No. I'm just going to say summer because we have like maybe one month of a break. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we both like summer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we do. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I think I said winter okay. though because that's typically when she goes like on a vacation. You've gone. Mm-hmm somewhere oh well
2: like, towards the, towards the end of summer like uh fallish time I normally like go to like, I go on vacation or no I do go in in winter in December in yep. December I go to Hawaii yeah normally oh
0: nice that mm-hmm. sounds so good right now um okay let's see what do
1: you do that makes me laugh the hardest Amira gets into these like strong like moments <laughs> um which she like cracks me up and then what I love about it too is like she can literally like pull stuff from like quotes and reading and all that stuff that I'm just like what like it makes me laugh because I'm like where does she where does she pull all this knowledge out of her body <laughs> 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 um
2: Sabrina's a big goofball and so like sometimes she like stomps around everywhere or like she gets so excited by like like she wants to get chills after every single performance when like it's go time for for routines and so when she does she's like all around and like throwing herself (laughs) around so uh that's like you're crazy because our personalities are very different and that's what makes us like a great team so I'm just like I, I would never react that way but that like I laugh
0: at that that because you know she's just all out there with it. <laughs> oh, I love it. The happy dance when you kind of see the magic. Yeah. yeah. Get All right.
1: So, what is Sabrina's biggest pet peeve in dance, and what is Amira's? Oh, I know Amira's. Amira's is like, well, if you're tall, you need to get low. Like she, she gets so mad at me because I, I would make her, her low is like almost to the floor. Like. You know, having to open up her stance, so she gets really like, you better get low because I had to get low <laughs> to show example. She's like, I'm down here, my knees are over the floor. That's getting low. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really, really, really about like focus on everyone getting low. <laughs> That's okay. it. Right. Yeah. So there's
2: one routine that <laughs> I, <bring> <laughs> I I had to literally my knee had to touch the ground. And it was a Shandon routine. So if you know anything about Shandon routines, they're fast. There's a lot of moves in like in one single count. And Bridget, one of my teammates, I'm 5'8". She's, uh, I forget every time, like 5'2", 5'3". And so she gets down low, which means I have to get to her level. And so my knee was literally on the ground. But then it was like like almost like a, a, a... jazz square but my knee was on the ground and it, there was three jazz squares in a row where my knee had to like touch the ground to get low and i i like my thighs were on fire and i think we we've done i've done that routine so many times but i would get yelled at if i wasn't low enough and i'm like all right let me show you what how this is actually going to go if i have to get this low and so we laughed about this all the time so now i'm like okay if you're not getting as low as i had to get like that's always my thing, a, being a coach. I'm like, if I had to do this when I was on the team for seven seasons, I'm going to need you guys to do it. And I, I do, because it, it also comes to like the integrity of the program of expectations. And like, I don't want cool. that to be culture, right? So if I had to do it for my many seasons, everyone gets to have the joy in doing this their season too. <laughs> um, a yeah, gift to you. Sabrina's <laughs> biggest pet peeve is floppy arms if it's a straight arm jazz routine
1: and that drives then, me crazy <laughs> literally
2: like she she'll like if, if you're not if you're not showing up with the straight arm jazz of how it's supposed to do she will show you what it's supposed to be like and she's like this is not it and then like she's just like we're we're, we're showing we're it's, we're the, NFL, it it is. it's the nfl yeah. you
1: know, <laughs> strongly executed upper body
2: that's all um, we and have. Then,
1: you know. <laughs> an overall
2: pet peeve, though, is if you don't show up prepared. So, like that through and through, like you have to show up prepared. And like for us, you you get a timeline of exactly what you're doing for every single practice.
0: And so, oh, if you don't so know true. what you're
2: doing, or if you don't know the queens that we did last practice, and you're auditioning to make it onto the the routines that night, if you don't know what you're doing, ooh, it is. That is her big thing.
1: Yeah, because I want it to be fair to everybody that's put in the work. Yeah, it's yeah. about it's, it's about the team. Yeah, it's about the team. It's about the team and lo- love of team and showing up. You know. Yes,
0: mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. Okay, what is uh, each other's favorite emoji and text? Oh mm. man,
1: I have so many.
0: Uh, she <laughs> does like the crazy eyes with uh, the
2: tongue sticking out most of the time. Like, oh. <laughs> I don't even think Amira uses emojis. I do. I have one emoji that I use
1: the most. Which one? The laughing one. Oh, yeah, but barely. The dancer. The barely. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I know. Or I do like the side, like la- like that one. Yeah, the side and laughing one. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Brian literally almost talked to- talk in all emojis, and hers shows up like <laughs> once every like month. <laughs>
0: I can't help, I feel like a text message can't even go out without an emoji. I need to work on that.
1: (laughs) No, you don't. I actually, I love it. No, Mm -hmm. you don't have to work on it. (laughs) Emoji away.
0: I'm not as bad as my mom. My mom will, like, anyway, that's a whole other topic. All right, let me do one more. Uh, What is the biggest fear or phobia? Mm. If you have one. You guys strike me as people that might not even have one. (laughs) You just um it. like <laughs> I, I I think it it's not necessarily
2: like a fear or phobia, it's mm-hmm. mindset stuff. I think a little bit um of like mm-hmm. doing everything right by everyone. Like I think Sabrina always wants to no. do right by everyone. Um, and you know what I mean? And like being fair and being true like and not in a faulting way at all but I think that it can sometimes like take over everything I'm like hey we're good we're we're totally fine let's move on in some things of like fear like letting people down or not doing it the expectation of how they think it's supposed to be
1: that's fair Ooh that's a good one but totally uh, i me. mean it's me? sorry i don't know no 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 that's to- no that's totally me i i am like a ple- like i worry about everybody and everything yeah. yeah i do amira is is more focused on producing like she th- that's yeah. why i love her she gets the ship moving fast um mm-hmm. but her thing is like you have to be on that ship and you better be rowing with her quickly <laughs> and if you're not rowing fast enough she's gonna let you know <laughs> or she's gonna leave you um, <laughs> say bye either you're on the train or you're yeah. not <laughs> um, but what I do love her is so we're very different like what I do love about her she doesn't let the world around her affect her like me so she it's like we're really good balance for each other like mm-hmm. she's like don't let the world world affect you yes care yes she lets me go through my little process and then she right. picks me up and we keep the ship moving. The, yeah. yeah, And then for her, it's like, I, she, cause she's so focused. I get her to live in the moment a little bit and yeah, <laughs> she has She can cry. This one has emotions and just got to drag it out of her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I love how you guys compliment each other and it's just, it's more fun to do things as a team. I'm sure just to kind of balance out your I won't even say weaknesses, but just your strengths and having somebody that compliments you in a way that allows you to achieve a dream together. Thanks for indulging me in my little game. I was just like, I wanted to see how well you guys would kind of be able to speak for one another. And you guys are both amazing. I just thank you for everything that you're doing to just infuse the right things in in our community of dancers. Um, just, I think it's just so nice to have a holistic approach to how we can be better and improve and um I'm excited for people to take advantage of the resources and the training and the coaching that you guys are offering. I mean, getting it from people with such obvious expertise in the industry is amazing. Excited to link everything in the show notes so that people can check you guys out. And just thank you so much for your time. Thank you
2: so much for having us.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. You can follow your favorite podcast on social media at Pro Cheerleading Podcast on Instagram, at Pro Cheer Podcast on Twitter, or on Facebook, on YouTube, and you can support your favorite podcast on Patreon. Until next time, keep your eyes on the sidelines.